You're listening to the Oliver Wyman Health Podcast, featuring conversations on the business of transforming healthcare. Welcome to the Oliver Wyman Health Podcast. I'm Sam Glick. I'm a partner in the Health and Life Sciences practice here at Oliver Wyman. In this episode, we're speaking with Dr. Jennifer Schneider, Chief Medical Officer at Livongo. Livongo is a digital health company that has developed a completely new approach for diabetes management that combines the latest technology with coaching. At Livongo, Dr. Schneider is responsible for strategic clinical and product vision, data science, clinical trials, and a team of certified diabetes educators. Prior to joining Livongo, Dr. Schneider was Chief Medical Officer at another healthcare innovator, Gaslight. She is frequently a speaker about innovation in healthcare, as well as an avid athlete, and she just completed her first Ironman, which I think we might need to hear a little bit about. Uh, She's also (laughs) lived with type 1 diabetes for over 30 years. Dr. Schneider, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Sam. I'm delighted to get to to chat with you. So uh, let's dig in and and talk a lot about um, consumer-centric healthcare here. Uh, I think, you know, Livongo is clearly built around the consumer. There's been a lot of discussion about whether healthcare is a consumer market whether it will become one, um, but sometimes there's not a lot of clarity about what that means. And so, you know, you come at this question from both ends, uh, both an executive at a place that is trying to make healthcare more consumer-centric, but also somebody who spent a lot of time interacting with the system uh, as a type 1 diabetic. Um, but what's your take on the, the current healthcare system we have? Yeah, it's a, great, it's a wonderful question. And um, in many ways, I, I love the phrase consumer-centric because it is so confounded and most people kind of walk out with different answers. But the way I think about it really is um, how can we make healthcare better for the people who receive it, right? As you think about where the healthcare system has evolved and progressed, so much has been built around this hierarchical model of doctors, how to service them in delivering care versus what does an individual actually care about? What do they actually want? What do they need? And how do we deliver it to them? So uh, an example that I use frequently is that, um, you know, I have type 1 diabetes, and so I check my blood glucose very regularly, but I'm not wearing a continuous glucose monitor. I check it probably between 7 to 12 times a day. And when I check my, my blood glucose, I, you know, stick a lancet, get a drop of blood, stick the drop of blood on the end of the strip, and then I immediately stick my finger with the blood in my mouth, or I wipe it on something, <laughs> right? And so, and that's real. That's what I do. And I'm a doc, and when I see patients, I say, after you check your blood glucose, you know, put a cotton swab over the top of it, make sure you wash it with an alcohol wipe. And I haven't opened an alcohol wipe. I've had type 1 diabetes for 30 years. I haven't opened an alcohol wipe in 29 and a half years, Right. And so as you think about like what that example tells us, you know, it's really the difference between designing a system that's ideal, more sterile, kind of more programmatic, and then what happens in real life. That exact example we took at Lavongo and built a case. The case that holds our blood glucose meter is black and it's totally absorbent because we understand that people who check their blood glucose wipe their finger on something or stick it in their mouth. Now that's not advised, but it is actually what happens. So when we think about consumer-centric, it's really just flipping the design paradigm around, um, you know, like how to maximize for the end user. What do they want? What do they get out of it? You know, in this context where it used to come from, what are the healthcare providers doing and how do we help them do, quote unquote, do their job most efficiently? Got it. And so how do you, and you've, you've probably talked to these people as much as I have, you know, uh, on occasion I'll run into 
um, often a physician uh, who kind of takes a different view of consumer-centric healthcare is that what we need to do is make consumers more accountable for their own health. They need to be eating the right things, doing the right things. And that, you know, if we give them medical advice and they don't take it right there, they're not using the alcohol swab, but then they get an infection. Well, darn it, that's their own fault. How do you respond to those people? Yeah, well, I think at the end of the day, it's like the problem is, right, people are not doing well from a health standpoint. We've tried the approach of telling them what to do and they don't do it. And therefore, we say it's their fault. But at the end of the day, we haven't solved the problem, right? So that might be true. It might not be true. But we still are left with a problem. So let's try another solution, right? Or another solution in addition to the solution we just tried. At the end of the day, it's about solving the problem. And so... You know, it's, it's that classic example. I had it this morning with a friend. They're like, it's on the Google Calendar. And I'm like, it's not actually on my Google Calendar. We haven't solved the communication issue, right? Google Calendar as a tool might be great for you, but if I can't see the information, we haven't solved the issue. And so I think it's more just getting into the mindset of trying to solve the problem than to solve the process. Got it, got it. And so, you know, we had uh, Glenn Coleman on the program uh, from Livongo a couple of months ago, and, and he talked a bit about what you're doing. But um, how how is Livongo addressing these kinds of problems beyond the absorbent case, which is fabulous, by the way? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it is actually rated the best case out in the diabetes market, so just FYI. Um, so really, Livongo takes a fundamentally different approach to people with chronic conditions. So we understand that for those of us, and I'm I am a member, a card-carrying member of uh, someone who lives with chronic condition. We spend the bulk of our time not in the healthcare system, right? I spend most of my days at my house with my family, with my friends. I eat every day. I exercise every day. I'm making decisions pretty much every day about my chronic condition. And so we're turning the paradigm. We're saying, let's empower those of us living outside the, outside the doctor's office. When, when we were able to collect information, collect, in this case, blood glucose readings about members, about people with diabetes outside the doctor's office, Let's use that information and help encourage them, nudge them, you know, empower them to make decisions that might influence the way that they feel and how their overall control for their condition is. Let's, so that's, that's the paradigm that we've shifted to. Let's not do what is in existence today, which is let's give people a bunch of information in 14 minutes, two times a year, and then expect them to follow what we told them to do, right? That doesn't work. And so we're coming at it from a different paradigm of putting the member in the center, leveraging the information that they share with us, in this, in this case, the form of blood glucose readings, and then really being really smart with that data around encouraging and nudging and very bite-sized information around actions that they might want to take um, to, to change their outcomes, to change their trajectory. So how do you, I mean, that's, that all sounds fabulous for somebody who's already engaged in their own health, but how in this kind of consumer-centric world, do you, do you avoid the selection bias? How do you actually get to the people uh, who might not yeah. go looking for Livongo? Yeah, so, that, so you, that's the first question I asked when I interviewed for my job. I said, great, all right, you know. Right, it feels a little bit like some of these fitness <laughs> monitors. Yeah, like, you know, if you're, if you're yeah. already an athlete, of course you'll buy one. Right, right, like, great, self-quantified people helping each other further self-quantify. What's, you know, what's the breakthrough there? So actually, when you think about chronic conditions, right, it is very much a journey. And so there are points in time where we come on and off the train, we get more or less interested in our condition, right? So when you look at people who opt into Livongo, and it's a voluntary opt-in process, 
we really get people across the whole spectrum. We have people with diabetes who are well-controlled today. We have people with diabetes who are totally not well-controlled, right? And what we've learned is the ability to message both at the initiation when a self-insured employer offers this to their employees as a benefit, that those messages that we share with people are different depending on a whole host of different factors, right? So it's understanding what, again, getting back to this consumer-centric, putting the member at the center, it's about understanding what's important to that member at that time and communicating directly to that. So we've gotten really, um, you know, really smart about understanding there's a difference for an older gentleman who lives with type 2 diabetes in the Pacific Northwest and a younger teenage woman who lives with type 1 diabetes in Southern California, right? They both have chronic conditions. They're both called diabetes, but they have both very different experiences within those chronic conditions and very different desires to engage or participate. So we've been able to message the benefits, the things that will help make their life better, simpler, actually do less and get better outcomes in this process. And through that, that, that component of, of sharing information, we've been able to recruit, again, you know, we get about nearly 40% voluntary opt-in. And, and when you look across the spectrum, it's not these Silicon Valley self-quantifiers, right? It really represents the, the same, same demographics that we see from the CDC, for example, if you look at the world of diabetes. Got it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's terrific. How much of this, there seems to be, um, if not quite a debate, some tension between uh, how much of this kind of consumer-centric healthcare move should be low tech versus very high tech. You know, I think we, we both go out there and you hear the stories of, you know, what we really need to do is just understand people, meet them where they are, spend more time with them as human beings, you know. Um, and then the other end of it is, no, it's all predictive, it's big data, it's analytics. Uh, where do you come down on that? I think, it's just, I think it's this idea of one answer is not the right answer. One answer for any type of person is not the right answer either, particularly for chronic conditions, right? So. We've learned things that the older population, they love a welcome call. The younger population thinks their, you know, their cell phones are used for texting, don't even know that they can actually talk to somebody on the cell phone, right? And so, or when there's an acute emergency, that young person wants to make sure that you call them or that you call their parents or someone in their care system so that their whole surrounding community knows that they're having a low blood glucose and they're in trouble, right? And so it's this idea of like, when is the right time? Not if, if tech is right or if human is right, it's really the when and for whom. And I think that's where this, you know, we talk a lot in healthcare about, um, you know, data and leveraging data. And I think it's literally that reinforced learning that AB testing platforms around getting smarter to know when for any individual which the, the approach is tech or the approach is human. Got it. Got it. No, that makes, a, that makes a lot of good sense. And is this about more than just diabetes? What's, what's next for Lavanga? It is. Yeah, it is. And, you know, diabetes is a great chronic condition to start with. It impacts a, a tremendous number of people. There's a lot of associated costs and waste and ability to improve clinical outcomes. But even for those of us with diabetes, we think about other risk factors. You know, we're we have higher rates of hypertension, we have higher rates of depression, higher rates of dyslipidemia, and the model is the same, right? The model is that those types of chronic conditions, we're making daily choices outside the doctor's office that impact that. We have ways to remotely monitor how someone's doing with their blood pressure outside the doctor's office. 
and we can start to encourage and nudge both in terms of medication and in lifestyle. So, um, and this is, we're really excited. Livongo is going very, very hard into additional chronic conditions. Really starting is specifically in that cardiovascular circle because one, that cardiovascular chronic conditions such as hypertension, dyslipidemia have a high preponderance of prevalence in the population of people with diabetes. But two, the market is needing solutions for those same chronic conditions. Those continue to be high cost, high prevalence, and poorly controlled. So there is a need, the same way there is for diabetes, to, to do this work in other chronic conditions. That's great. Um, all, all the best in that. I hope we can uh, really make a difference and see Livongo do that. Um, so one other question as we, as we think about innovation. You know, uh, I think people who... I hear you describe what you're doing at Livongo and what other innovators are doing um, can see the value. There's something kind of very intuitive about the value of uh, helping people with diabetes live better lives. Uh, but, but sometimes we bump up against the incentives of the existing healthcare system when uh, the return on investment may be multi-year, the return on investment may be hard to measure, we may be looking at something uh, that's a cost measure that doesn't actually matter that much to consumers. Do we have the right ROI measures today, or are there better measures as, as healthcare becomes less about hospitals and doctors and more about solutions like Livongo? It's a great, it's a great question. I, the way I think about return on investment and have um, in healthcare software, both at Livongo and at Castlight, was really three-pronged. One is, um, are you making people happier? And that may seem soft and squishy, but if, unless you're doing that, you're not going to continue to um, have people use the system, right? So you can save a ton of money, make people clinically worse, and make them angry and come out on the financial. So, so I really think about this as one key component to the whole story. The second is clinical improvement. Us at Livongo, we look at um, you know, A1C and um, rates of low blood glucose. So are you clinically making them better? And then third is financially. Are you financially saving money? And if the first two are aligned, you will see, most likely see a return on financial investment. Um, uh, but you need to show it. You need to document it. And so in order for that to happen, there needs to be some access to the payment structure, right? So medical claims and pharmacy claims to be able to measure that. But I really think of return on investment not as a speed. It's not a win if you get one of those categories. You really need to get all three of those categories for the comprehensive story so people continue to use it, people understand why it's impact it being in place, and then third, that we are actually um, making a financial uh, improvement within the system. And do you think, do you think incumbents, particularly large payers and provider systems, will, will pay you based on that? Do they pay you based on that? They do, they do. And you know, for Livonga, we've been fortunate. We have net promoter scores of 60. We have strong clinical improvements of A1C reduction and documented um, financial savings of a two to three X return on investment starting in year one. So people will pay based of, off of that for sure. I think that the question I thought you were gonna ask, which is more interesting to me, is that the incumbents in this space are not held to the same standards. Right, so if you start to think about what is the return on investment for a payer, I don't know. What's the return on investment for a PBM? So if you're a large self-insured employer, what's the return on investment, right? I think those are, those are interesting questions that rightly so, newcomers in the, this healthcare startup space are being asked to demonstrate and to provide clear outcomes on that. It'd be great if the whole system, all of us were held accountable to the same, the same standards. Got it. I'm going to ask you our last question, uh, and it's one we ask all our guests, but 
uh, if you had no limitations on resources, on talent, on time, uh, basically if the sky were the limit, what would you do to fix healthcare? <laughs> I love it. I love the question. I love the, um, the opportunity because I think you'll make those things come true for me, Sam, and then we'll really be able to do this. Um, I think that when I, when I think about kind of the two biggest areas of focus would be really uh, liberating, liberating the data, um, the freedom of data. I think it's still, it's still astounding to me that as a patient, I don't have access to my own data. Seems crazy. So that seems like a very, uh, a, a very big, easy win across the system. And then the other one is probably much more difficult, but it's just aligning incentives, right? It's, the approach that we've taken at Lavanga, which is like, we're here to make people's health better, right? And I think if you have that attitude, if the whole healthcare ecosystem had that as a fundamental principle, probably above and beyond profit margin, um, the healthcare system would move a lot faster um, and be more innovative and more creative. From your mouth to God's ears, I hope. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Schneider, thank you very much. Keep up the good work at Lavango and uh, glad to have you here. Thanks so much, Sam. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to get to chat with you. Likewise. You've been listening to the Oliver Wyman Health Podcast. Oliver Wyman Health is a virtual community of innovators convened by the health and life sciences practice of global management consulting firm, Oliver Wyman. Find us online at health.oliverwyman.com and follow us on Twitter at OWHealthEditor.